Welcome to Film to Screen. We're Katie and Astrid, and we talk about movies, TV shows, and anything we're currently obsessed with. And this week, we're talking about Hercules. Okay, so first news story I have is that Matt Shakeman is rumored to be directing the Fantastic Four film. Yeah, that would... Because, like... That would be interesting... Yeah, he he directed WandaVision. No, I know that. No, I'm just saying it will be interesting because, like, I think, like, I I saw something where it was, like, like a take on the Fantastic Four in, like, the 60s or something. Mm Mm-hmm. Which, with WandaVision, kind of makes sense. But now, not, I have no idea how they're going to, where they're going to have this happen well with wandavision we know he has experience working in different time periods and working on a period piece so if they wanted the x-men to take place in the 60s he has experience doing that you just said x-men x oh my god (laughs) i meant fantastic four i was thinking you know x-men first class no, yeah, which I, I want to <laughs> talk about that and the, the and, yeah, I want to talk about that movie and, and a few others from the director. Okay, next news story. So DC delayed two of its movies, one being Shazam: Fury of the Gods and Atlantis: Lost Lost uh, the Lost Kingdom or something, which. I'm not that surprised that that Shazam sequel got delayed because I think a week after it was supposed to be released in December, Avatar 2 was supposed to release. Yeah, and we already know that's going to be a big moneymaker, so they're probably like, it's probably for the best if we push it back So to, isn't it like in March now? Yeah, I think March, because I think that's what Yeah, March, so there shouldn't be that many big blockbuster movies coming out then, so it'll be a better bet. And I think after I saw a tweet on Twitter from the director saying, like, Avatar, is, Avatar has pretty much a bunch of screens booked for that time, so, like, Shazam would have seven and a half days or so on the big massive screens in theaters and then it will be downgraded into smaller theaters right away yeah so so it's probably smart of them to be no yeah to push it back even though it is annoying that they're not coming out sooner no i know but like i that actually makes sense and plus there was i'm not sure if this is true or not there was a thing going around saying that warner brothers essentially only has money to release two other movies this entire year which could be another factor why they're pushing that yeah i saw that too that's and fun. one of them is don't worry darling so oh uh, this controversy around the oh the right controversy now. of that movie oh my god that's fun it's a month away now oh jesus i mean i'm still gonna go see the movie i'm just this controversy is really heating up um Okay, the next uh, news story I wanted to talk about, um, it's one that I'm excited about, is that Elvis is releasing on HBO Max on September 2nd. 
so I can finally see it. Yes. I've been wanting to see it. So I'm excited about it. Uh, I'll see how it is finally. Are you going to watch it? I may or may... I, I mean, if it gets nominated for Oscars, I will probably watch it. But maybe not like right away when it goes on HBO Max. Yeah, I'm actually kind of busy next week. And so I might not be able to watch it right when it releases, but probably soon after. Next news story. So this is not really a happy news story. This is more of a sad news story. So the day we're... I'm going to say this. The day we're recording the news segment, which is August 28th, is two years since Chaswick Bozeman died. And that's still kind of shocking that that happened yeah um i just wanted to mention it no no i appreciate it i appreciate that you mentioned it because sometimes i forget that he's actually gone yeah and chasmer is becoming like a quote-unquote disney legend on the 9th of september yeah the next news story I wanted to talk about, it's kind of interesting. Uh, it came out of nowhere, I think. Uh, King Kong series is in development for Disney+. Plus. I'm wondering if... It's weird because there's essentially going to be a King Kong movie by... What do you mean by that? Is that King Kong... Godzilla vs. Kong 2 is going to come out. Which I'm like, yeah, a little bit. But I'm like, where... This makes me interested on where the rights are with King Kong, or is this like an op- like any company, any movie studio can do King Kong? Yeah, that's what I'm wondering because when this was announced, I was like, "Wait, Disney Plus? Did you did you write the correct streaming service? Because that doesn't make sense at all." No, yeah, I would think maybe like HBO Max, no, or even Hulu. But like, I Disney yeah. owns Hulu, so. No, but I'm saying, like, if, like, it seems weird that Disney would be doing it. Why not Hulu? do it on Hulu, it on Hulu instead Hulu, of yeah. Disney Plus? That would make yeah. more sense. I get that. Yeah, so, um, I'm, I'm kind of interested to see what this, uh, will be. I mean, they're doing more mature stuff on yes. the platform, especially now that they included the, like, um, option to, um, not allow yeah restrict certain accounts or profiles on the account to only like non-mature or under yeah so now they can do more mature stuff because that stuff can be locked off from other people that are sharing the account yeah so that wraps it up for the news and now let's get into the episode So, uh, I have my, uh, stuffed Pegasus with me in honor of this week's episode. And don't you have, like, a little Hades with you? Yeah, I have the Disney Wishable Hades, but it's the Chase one. So cool. it's not the common one. Yeah, so in honor of this week's theme, we have these little plushies. So, Hercules is the 1997 film released by Disney as a part of the Disney Renaissance era. It is claimed to be one of Disney's most underrated films by many fans, including myself, 
It follows the journey of Hercules, the son of Zeus and Hera, as he tries to find where he belongs in the world. So let's get right into the movie. Uh, the movie starts with the gospel truth, the song, classic song, with the muses. And it basically tells the story of Zeus trapping the titans, uh, which will lead to the ending of the movie, but we'll get to that later. And fun fact, the muses were originally supposed to be played by the Spice Girls, but they declined due to scheduling conflicts. I, okay, I don't, I'm not even sure how the Spice Girls would have done that because the way the muses are, I just, this is like no hate on them, but I just don't think they would have been able to portray them that well. Because it's more of a gospel type of big, loud, like, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I get what you're saying. Like, the, yeah, it's gospel music more no, so like, than pop music. Yeah, it's like more of like, so it just reminds me of how they did the Princess and the Frog part of uh, Harmonious, which is a nighttime show at Epcot. It's kind of, it just reminds me of how they did that. So it has to be. Yeah. Again, gospel music and. <laughs> It says gospel in the name. Um, yes. And the muses are great in the movie. One of the best parts. Oh, they are. Mm-hmm. 100%. So after the song, we see Zeus and his wife, Hera, um, celebrating the birth of their son, Hercules. And I don't know if this is foreshadowing, but I picked up on this when I was rewatching it. But Hercules takes one of Zeus's lightning bolts and throws it towards one of the Colosseum walls, which obviously it doesn't break because it's made out of a cloud. But this is very similar to how Hercules basically destroys a whole town center when he is a teenager later in the film. That could or could not be foreshadowing, but it may have been accidental foreshadowing. I'm not sure. But the tit- like showing how like the Titan things is essentially foreshadowing that the Titans are going to come back at the mm-hmm. end of the movie. Because they specific... Cause if you specifically point something out in a movie, like the Titans being pointed out and how Zeus put them... Way, because that was specifically pointed out. You know it's gonna come back. Yeah, in, later in the movie. Yeah. So they give Pegasus Peggy to Hercules as a gift, and baby Pegasus is adorable. Must I say? They need but, to do a baby Pegasus blush. Yes, I'm holding him right now. But Hades decides to show up. You know, similar to Maleficent in Sleeping Beauty, and ruin the party. And he is very much clearly not amused uh, with the birth of Hercules. So I mentioned this, this is what I want to talk about. What I find interesting about Hades' design is that his hair is supposed to be like flames, like fire. Yeah. But when Hades gets mad, Hades turns into a red, red, orange, yellow form of himself. Yeah, instead of the blue flames. Yeah. But he's supposed to be hotter when he's mad. Yes. It's blue is actually supposed to be the, is a hotter flame. So I've never I don't thought know about what, that. I don't know. Maybe it's because Hercules' colors are more that red-yellow. It's supposed to contrast it a little bit. Mm-hmm. That's, other than that, I don't know what that is, because I, I just never, find that interesting. Yeah, I've never thought about that, because, yeah, blue flames are supposed to be hotter than the red-orange color flames, but when he's yeah. heated and stuff, he turns that bright red yellow orange but yeah you might be right with how um for his character design he's blue rather than the more 
sunset colors of Hercules character design to contrast the two characters. Very interesting. Uh, so Hades returns to the underworld where he meets up with the three fates and they tell Hades that in 18 years the planets will align and if he unleashes the titans who we learn in the song gospel truth that Zeus imprisoned them he will defeat Zeus and rule all but there is a word of caution to this tale because if Hercules fights Hades then this whole plan will fail I like that rhyme so basically you know he's like so I have to kill Hercules, that's what you're saying. Or depower him. Make him not a god. No, his his original plan is to kill Hercules. They have to depower him. And then kill him. Yes, correct. That doesn't mean like depower him then. Make him mortal, because right now he's yeah. immortal and you can't kill an immortal being. So Hades must kill Hercules and he recruits his minions, Pain and Panic to turn Hercules mortal and kill him. They kidnap Hercules and take him down to Earth. Hercules drinks almost every drop of the potion, except one, because a childless couple comes upon them. Pain and panic turn into snakes, but they lose to baby Hercules, who is still very much strong. Panic freaks out because they now have to tell Hades that their plan failed, but Pain explains that they only have to do that if Hades finds out, and panic responds with if. If is good. Out of the two, who do you think you would be, pain or panic? I have no idea. Honestly, I think I would be panic. I could see that. So I'm going to say you're pain. Oh, shut up. <laughs> um, since Hercules is almost completely mortal, he cannot return to Mount Olympus. So the childless couple takes Hercules in and raises him as their own. One day, Hercules and his adoptive father head to the town center. Hercules almost wipes out a couple of guys on their way there. Fun fact, two of these guys are cartoon figures of the film's directors, Ron Clements and John Musker. They were also the directors of The Little Mermaid, which is interesting because if you think about it, Ariel and Hercules are actually cousins. Yes. Yes, because Hercules' father is Zeus, and Zeus is the brother of Poseidon, and Triton is the son of Poseidon, and Ariel is the daughter of Triton. Which, which is also interesting because a live-action Little Mermaid movie is coming out, and I believe it's rumored that a live-action Hercules movie is going to come soon. It's not rumored. They already have the director. No, I'm saying like, like it's not like really officially enough like there's not like any. i'm pretty sure it's official they have a director and the producers we'll talk about the live action version later on yeah um because i do want to mention it hercules <laughs> destroys the town center all because he wanted to play frisbee with a couple of guys his age so he is ostracized but from the rest of the society and once they make it back home he tells his father that he feels like he doesn't belong here this is when hercules begins the song sing begins to sing Go the Distance, which I have to say is my all-time favorite Disney song. Yes, I know that. <laughs> do you do you happen to have a favorite Disney song? It's kind of, I can't pinpoint one, but yeah. I mean, maybe a couple you well, really like? So well, I can't really say the name of the song because it's harder for me to say, but the song that people got mad that, got, that Disney submitted for the Oscars this year. Dos Oreguitas? Yes. Yeah. Uh, show yourself yes uh still think that one should have been submitted yep instead of into the unknown it's a better song than into the unknown it's in a similar situation as the Encanto stuff but yeah those are the only two i can think of off the 
top of my head right now. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So you kind of like more of the uh, recent songs. Those are the ones I can remember right now. The- mm-hmm. But yeah. And Hercules sees a shooting star, which some people think is actually Pegasus watching over him. And I love that theory. Yeah, that is a good theory. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it is him. Because um, he sees a shooting star later in the film after he's met up with Pegasus. So I think it is Pegasus. And it's like a blue shooting star. So And Pegasus has blue, has blue mane and hair. So most likely is him. So his adoptive parents decide to finally tell him that they found him when he was only a baby. And they found him with a medallion bearing the symbol of the gods. Hercules sets off for the Temple of Zeus to find answers. Once inside, he comes upon an enormous statue of Zeus, which comes to life and scares the living daylights out of Hercules. But then Zeus in statue form explains how he is Hercules' father. Hercules thinks about it and learns that since Zeus is his father, that would make him a god. And Hercules is confused why his parents would leave them, leave him on Earth and not keep him. But Zeus tells them that it wasn't their decision because he was stolen from them and was turned almost entirely mortal. Zeus then explains that Hercules must become a true hero so he can return to Mount Olympus. Before he leaves, Zeus calls in Pegasus to join Hercules on his journey to find Philosities. Or Phil. Yes, or Phil. Um, He finds Phil, and of course he tells him to call him Phil. It's a lot easier to say. And at first, Phil is reluctant to train Hercules because he always he's always failed in the past. But Hercules tells him that he's different from all the other guys because he can go the distance. The running theme in the film, you need to go the distance. And they say it a couple times throughout the movie. Because um, that's the main song of the movie. Too. Yep, main song and the main theme of the movie. Going the distance. Finding where you truly belong. So Phil begins to sing his song, One Last Hope, which shows the training period for Hercules where he goes from his scrawny teenage self to buff young man. Scrumptious. Anyway. Oh my gosh. uh, Fun fact, during his training, he practices karate. Karate. And this is a reference to the 1984 film, The Karate Kid. Yes, it is. Yes. Um... With all three of them on pedestals, Phil, Hercules, and then Pegasus for some reason. Like Pegasus is on that one? Yes, he's on the far right. Oh. Did you not notice? No. <laughs> yeah, he's on the far right. I'm like, Pegasus, look at you go. Very flexible for... Um, A flying horse, essentially. Yes, yes. Aren't they called Pegasuses? Is a flying a horse with wings a Pegasus? That's I right. So yeah. So he's basically just the okay. Um, he's basically just the name of his species. Yes. It's like calling a cat a cat. Hey, cat, come here. Um, but I still love Pegasus. Since he has completed his training, now it is time for him to go out into the real world and be a hero. The three of them head to the city of Thebes, which is plagued by a number of disasters and problems. But while on their way there, they come upon Megara. But all of her friends call her Meg. It appears she is being menaced by a centaur. Hercules is immediately entranced by her beauty. I don't blame him. And he tries his best to save her. Although she tells him that she's a damsel. She's in distress. And she can handle this up. Handle this. And that he should have a nice day. And um, 
I love how uh, when she's when pain and panic are in their like uh, squirrel form or chipmunk form, uh, she calls them. Are you rodents looking for a theme park? Oh in reference gosh. to Mickey and Minnie Mouse, or you know Chip and Dale. Yeah, if the squirrels, it's more of like Chip and Dale. I think that's true. That's true. Uh, but I love that. Uh, <laughs> and we learned that Meg was actually trying to get the centaur for Hades' uprising. And Meg mentions Hercules to Hades, and Hades is like, "I've heard that name before. Where, where have I heard that name before?" And this is so funny. So you know how it's Greek mythology, and there's multiple gods, yes. and so Pain and Panic are like. Instead of, oh, my God, they say, oh, my gods. <laughs> it's so funny. And so Hades, like, drags them across, like, I thought he was supposed to be dead, but he's actually alive, according to Meg. And they told Hades that they took care of Hercules, so they lied. So this is when Hades finds out that um, these past, basically, 18 years, um, Hercules has been alive this whole time. And now he's extremely fit. And ready to take down Hades, which basically foils Hades' whole plan of ruling all. So Herc and Phil make it to Thebes, the big olive itself, instead of the big apple like New York City. I, I just love these references. It's so it, it's what makes this movie one of the um, best Disney movies. The humor and the references, it's great. Again, you know, when they're walking through Thebes and this guy like comes upon them, want to buy a sundial? Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> um, love that because it's ancient Greece, so you know they use sundials to tell time. And Hercules overhears people complaining about Thebes, and Hercules tells them that he happens to be a hero, but they don't believe him, and they don't give him a single chance. And Meg shows up and says there are two little boys that were playing in the gorge, gorge, and are now trapped due to a mudslide, which. Aren't those kids like pain and panic? Yes, they are. But we don't know that yet. Um, We find that out in like a couple minutes. Uh, One of the boys says, somebody call IXII, which is the Roman numerals for 911. Oh my God. So really they're telling them to call 911, which I don't think 911 was a thing back in ancient Greece. But again, these references. And yes, the boys, the two little boys are actually pain and panic. That transformed into human form because they can transform into basically anything. They transform into snakes. They transform into chipmunks, a horse later on. And Hades is actually there to watch. A hydra monster comes out from the cave and attacks Hercules. And at first, Hercules is swallowed by the monster, (laughs) but cuts him open from the inside and chops its head off. And at first you think, oh, Hercules won. That's great. And all the spectators that are there are like, yay, he won. He beat the monster. But actually, this is the type of monster that if you cut off a head, two more grow from it. It's like cut one head to like take one away, two will come back type of thing. Yep. It's like in Percy Jackson and the Lightning Godzilla Thief. Godzilla and not Greek, but and Godzilla. Oh, I was going to say, in The Lightning Thief, when... No, yeah, I know I do. They go to Athens, Georgia, and that's where the Hydra is, right? If I remember the book. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I need to reread that series, especially for the upcoming Disney Plus show. So yeah, two more grow from it. And Hades now says, it's only halftime. Which, fun fact, this is actually about halfway through the movie. 
So he's kind of like saying it's half half time in this monster battle, but it's also half time in the movie. In, yeah. And Hercules tries to fight off this monster, but there's just too many heads because he keeps cutting off the heads without realizing that two more grow from it. And now it's like this gigantic monster with hundreds of heads. And the monster grabs him and he like basically like uses his sword to take the monster down with a rock slide. And it looks like Herc was crushed by the monster, but he miraculously survives. I mean... He has to survive. I mean, how, how else would the movie go on? But this is when everyone realizes he is actually a hero, like the one he said he was. So now they believe him. And this is when the song Zero to Hero starts playing. Bless my soul, Herc was on a roll. Personality, we can never greet a pinball. You know, that one. And you can see the Herculade, you know, like Gatorade or Lemonade, but it's Herculade. And then the mm. Air Hercs instead of Air Jordans. And then there's... This would have been right... This was released in 97, right? Yes. So I think Air Jordans came out during the production of the movie. So it's kind of a really early reference of them. Mm-hmm. And there's like a couple constellations in the sky. And one of them is Marilyn Monroe. You know, like the famous um, image of her dress blowing up. There's a constellation of that. That's interesting mm-hmm again these references i love them and basically now we learn that um megra or meg sold her soul to hades to save her boyfriend's life and then he runs off with another woman wow. and hades is like well that's meant for you and so meg ne- needs to take down hercules so that she is granted her freedom from hades which of course she feels awful about this because she's starting to have feelings for him but also, even if she didn't, she's still a good person. Clearly, because she sold her soul to Hades to save her ex's life. So Hercules thinks he has proven he's a true hero. But Zeus says that being famous doesn't mean he's an actual hero. And that he must look inside his heart to find out how to be a true hero. Because all this time he just thought, oh, I'm famous now. So now I deserve to be on Mount Olympus. Which is not true. Nope. And in this one scene, Herc is being drawn on a vase while he's wearing Scar's fur. Scar from The Lion King. A reference to another Disney movie. <laughs> Again, with these references. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this is when Meg begins to seduce Herc. They start falling for each other. And funny enough, Meg gets struck by an arrow from a Cupid statue. You know, like the... You know, Cupid's the- bow. Yep, the idea that if you get struck by Cupid's bow, then you fall in love with the first person you see. Just like that. And Meg says she doesn't, like, just before they kiss, they don't kiss. Meg says she doesn't want to hurt Herc. And says they should stop this. Because she knows of the plans Hades has for Hercules. And if they fall for each other, or fall even more for each other, then his plan will work of taking down Hercules. So this, again, I love Go the Distance, but I also love this other song. I don't want to say I'm in love. I love the isn't, song to death. I love it so isn't, much. Isn't it also a reference to a Disney? Hey, I was going to get there. <laughs> I was going to get there. You're going ahead. Um, And so during the song, Meg is thinking about how she doesn't want to fall in love with Hercules because she's been through this before and it's hurt her in the past. And she's afraid this is going to 
hurt her just as much, if not even more. And yes, the muses show up during this song because they're telling Meg, no, listen to your heart, you're falling for him. And at one point they show up as Headbus, which is an homage to the Headbus in the Disney Parks attraction, The Haunted Mansion. Mm-hmm, which is what you were going to mention. Yes. <laughs> After she sings the song, Hades shows up and Phil is still like around the area and he hear, he listens in to them because he's like, why is Meg with Hades right now? And he finds out that Meg is actually working with Hades. And so he must tell Herc, even though it'll break his heart. And when he tells Hercules, he Hercules doesn't believe him and throws him into a pile of heavyweights. <laughs> and Phil is just devastated. And he tells him he's done. And he's heading home. Poor Phil. He's done so much for Hercules. And the second that he Her Phil tells Hercules something he doesn't want to hear, he just blows up and says that he's lying. It does suck. It does suck, and Phil knew that this would break his heart, but he had to tell him, because it's better to know now than later, which yeah. he, he then learns that Phil was telling the truth because Hades shows up and tells Hercules that if he gives up his powers for the next 24 hours, then he will let Meg go free. And Hercules gives Hades, he, he accepts his offer and lets Hades take away his powers, and as he does so... He lets Meg go because he, um, Hercules went through with his agreement. And then Hades admits that Meg was working with him all along. Which is awful that now Hercules thought he was giving up his powers for someone he loved. And now 180 flip, oh, actually that person was working with your enemy. And so now he has no powers. He's basically lost the one he loved. And Phil left him. And Pegasus is somewhere. Pegasus was actually, like, seduced by a female horse, which was pain and panic, transformed so into a horse. Mm-hmm. And so he's trapped, like, in a supply closet. And so this is the time that Hades lets the Titans go. And when, they rele when they're released, they end up going the wrong way. <laughs> and Hades has to correct, him, correct their direction. He's like, Olympus is that way, guys. You're, you're going the wrong way. And so they destroyed all these, like, houses and towns going the wrong direction, and then they're going to have to... Yeah, the, they destroy them for no reason, basically. Well, granted, they had been trapped for so long. I mean, yeah, so they're they're quite upset. But it's kind of yeah. funny. Yeah. And then, like, it's like the tornado titan. Um, he knocks down, like, a farm, basically, and there's a sheep that flies around. It's kind of like in Twister, where the cow is flying cow yep i think that's another cow yep no, it's the same one <laughs> so like it's kind of like that parts. that's one of my favorite parts of that movie mm -hmm. and so while those titans are going to mount olympus to destroy the gods and mainly zeus the cyclops titan goes to destroy hercules meg rescues pegasus so they can find phil because he he is the only one that can talk any sense to hercules because um Hercules has lost any trust he has in Meg. And Phil tells Hercules that he can go the distance and he can do this. So Herc finds the courage to defeat the Cyclops, but in the process, he destroys a pillar and Meg tries to save him by letting it crush her instead. Now, speaking of that foreshadowing moment earlier, I, it could be that 
when he knocks over the pillars earlier in the movie, it was a foreshadow to this moment. Possibly. Yeah. Yep. It could be so. that. Mm-hmm. I thought that while watching the movie. And Hercules asks her why she did that. And she responds with, people do crazy things when they're in love. Which we'll come back to that in a couple minutes. <laughs> so Hades has captured all of the gods, but Hercules comes to save the day. And he defeats Hades, rescues Zeus. But while he's doing that, Meg is on the verge of death. And Hercules tries to get there in time, but she dies before he makes it back to her. Everyone is sad, even Pegasus and Phil, even though they didn't like Meg at first. They're both sad, along with Hercules. And Hercules is determined to save Meg. So, while this is happening, Hades is really upset that he actually lost because he thought he would win. Um, because although Hercules didn't have his godlike powers, he still beat Hades. So Hercules shows up in the underworld and tells Hades that he must let Meg go. But Hercules must rescue Meg himself. And if he does so, then Hades can take Hercules in exchange to save Meg's life. But he must go in the pit of dead souls to let her free. But Hades says that that pit's going to kill him before he can even save Meg. And... The scene cuts back to the fates, and they're about to cut his life cord, but it turns a shiny bright color right as they're about to cut it, because he has turned into a god. He has, tr he has become a true hero. And Herc punches Hades into the pit of souls, and they grab onto him and everything, trying to bring him down. What does that remind me of? That just randomly reminds me of when with Scar, when Scar gets knocked down, all like the hyenas are coming. Yeah, it's at the end of Lion King. Yeah, where they basically eat Scar. M more of it to be in a kids movie, but yeah. Yes, and it's like also the green imagery that's also in this movie. And while Hades is in the pit, Pain and Panic are looking over the edge, and Pain says he's going to be angry if he gets out of the pit. And Panic again replies with "if," "if" is good because Pain's like if he gets out. So Meg comes back to life and she asks Hercules why he saved her. And he responds with the same thing she did. People do crazy things when they are in love. Just like she said to him when she saved him. And they are both taken to Mount Olympus. Hercules is re reunited with his parents finally. And Zeus tells him that a true hero isn't measured by the size of his strength, but by the strength of his heart. I love that quote. And he proclaims that Hercules can come home finally because now he's a true hero. And Meg sadly walks away because she can't join him. But Hercules says, although this is a moment he's always dreamed of, a life without Meg, even a normal life, would be empty. And he wishes to stay on Earth because he knows where he belongs. And as they Isn't kiss... is that a line in, the, in Go to Distance? Yes, it is. Again... The theme, the running theme of the movie. It basically is all planned out in Go the Distance. It explains the whole story of this movie. And the theme keeps coming back. And as they kiss, he turns back into his mortal self. Because if he wants to stay on Earth, he has to be mortal. And so the final song of the movie, A Star is Born, ends the movie. Hercules is reunited with his adoptive parents. 
and a constellation of Hercules is formed in the sky, and one of the citizens proclaims that it's Phil's boy, which is what Phil has wanted to hear his whole life. The end. So I want to bring up the live-action remake that will be coming. So Guy Rich, we know that Guy Ritching is Guy Ritchie is directing, and he directed the live-action Aladdin remake, so seems Which, very promising. I'm not sure if you, I've told you this, but the live-action Aladdin is actually, I think, my favorite live-action movie that Disney has put out. Okay. So I'm kind of interested in how this one's going to go. It's one of the better live-action films, live-action remakes. No, yeah, yeah because these live-action movies do let them elaborate a little bit more on like the backstory and stuff, and you get in the Aladdin one... Not, I'm not going to say spoiler alert because it's been out for like a, a couple of years. But essentially, we find out in the live action Aladdin why Jasmine can't leave the castle at all. Wait, so, remind me, why can't she leave the castle? It, I think it's explained that her mom was killed, so her dad doesn't want that to be the same outcome for Jasmine. Okay, okay, thank you. And we know the Russo brothers are producing the movie, which as is interesting. As in the Russo brothers that have directed some of the best MCU movies? Yes, which is interesting because yeah. this is a fairy tale. And it's, well, I'm kind of interested because they've directed a lot of action scenes. So I could see that working with this movie, especially like yeah. with the Hydra monster or like the battle at the end with all the Titans. That could work really well. Now that I'm thinking about it, I'm wondering how the Titan, what the design of the Titans will be. Yes, I'm. Again, I'm also just really excited for this movie. One aspect of it that I'm now I'm thinking of it that would be is very interesting to think about is that the costuming. What are the costumes going to mm-hmm. look like? Yeah, are they going to go for more traditional? I mean, they can do the more traditional, but still keep it in a, mo- like, do it modernly. Like, keep, mm-hmm. like, have it, like, mo- in, like, a more modern design, but still do it traditional. But, like, yeah. update some of the designs like they did with Jasmine. Like, you don't see, like, the classic, like, the turquoise blue outfit that Jasmine wears in the in the animated version, but they can still update. It's more update accurate. To update and mature it, yeah. To that culture and the time yeah. period. Also, f- um, Phil must be played by Danny DeVito. Oh, yeah. That's the one casting thing I want. Because he voices Phil in the animated movie, and he would be perfect for the live-action yeah. version. Yeah. I cannot think of any other actor. Yeah. Even if Danny DeVito did not voice the- Phil originally, I cannot think of any other actor to do it, which... True. It's speaking of another Disney movie, you're gonna love this. If they would ever do a live action version of the Black Cauldron, there's one actor that I can think of that I would be so upset that they never cast to play Gurgi. Who do you think would play Gurgi? Andy Serkis. Oh, he can do that, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes total sense. Yeah. One hundred percent. The voice. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um. I don't I don't know who they're going to cast for the rest of the roles cuz yet so like I know that there's rumors or like theories going around like, about possible and, like, the f- fan casts and stuff. Yes. Um and some of the, most of them I honestly don't like. I mean so 
Like, Ariana Grande does not need to play Meg. She's already playing Glinda in Wicked. We can have another actress. Maybe a newcomer or something. Someone. Yeah. So, I mean, like, Hercules, they would. Yeah, Meg can be, like, a new, like, a newcomer. Like, someone who isn't well known, as well known as some others. Yeah. It doesn't have to be all famous actors and actresses. I feel like for particularly Zeus, they will probably need to do like a well-known actor and Hercules do like an ad- a well-known actor somewhat and someone who can sing. I think that's the most important part is the actors that play Meg and Hercules may have to sing. You know what might be interesting is, what? so you know how in Descendants 3, Cheyenne Jackson plays Hades? That would be funny. What if he played Hades in the live-action remake? That would be funny. Plus, maybe they'll create new songs. No, yeah, because speaking of the live-action Little Mermaid, aren't there going to be new songs? At least one or two. And uh, the live-action Aladdin got a new song, at least. Yes. Which I know you have your opinions on. Well, my opinion is that they have all these Broadway productions, and they add new songs to the live-action remakes, but they don't bring in any of the songs from the Broadway productions. Yeah. So, like, for example, Beating the Beast, they didn't bring in Home. Um, Aladdin, they didn't bring Proud of Your Boy, which was originally supposed to be in the animated film. Yeah, which is... And then they brought it to the Broadway production, and then they did not add it to the movie. And I'm like, you you have it already. Why don't you, you use it? Have it right I there. I love Speechless, don't get me wrong, but I'm you ha- already have these songs. No, I'm happy... Yeah, I- also, speaking of favorite Disney songs I like speechless but I'm happy that Jasmine does have a song because she already has a song in the Broadway production no I know that but I haven't seen the Broadway production yet you I have so I, I know I don't have an opinion on the the, the songs because I, I know seen them, so. but like it's just confusing why they don't use songs they have in the Broadway production yeah. because maybe if they use that then more people will be interested in seeing the yeah, it's a good yeah production i don't know it's just something i think about constantly so i i'm wondering if they're going to create more songs for the live action remake especially if they want to make it longer than a longer runtime than the animated version yeah plus they are the broadway production is in progress so maybe they'll bring some of those songs into the remake i don't know no, so I have a question about the live action, like the live action movie. Okay. Who do you have any? Who, like, who would you want to play like Hercules and Meg? Jelani Aladdin. He played Hercules in the off Broadway production, okay. and his version of Go the Distance is beautiful. And he's more well known in the Broadway world than Hollywood. And so, like we were mentioned, we want newcomers, so... I feel... Yeah, like, the, it would be nice to see, like, newcomers, but like you kind of said there, this is not saying I'm not gonna... If they pick a newcomer, it's not gonna... I'm not gonna, like, hate it. But I just feel like since the movie's called Hercules and the main character is Hercules, they would probably go with someone more well-known in Hollywood and, and like has a name recognition somewhat in hollywood rather than broadway but remember aladdin they brought in a newcomer no yeah i'm just saying like i mean i don't know what disney's gonna do i don't know who they're gonna cast but also i think the 
well-known person to Disney was um, who played Jasmine. Yes, because she was in Lemonade Mouth. Um, but I mean, for the Little Mermaid remake, they brought in uh, Halle Bailey, and she's kind of more well-known. No, Not yeah, what- necessarily in acting, although she was in Grownish. She's more well-known in... Music. Music, and I think, especially with these musical adaptations, I think it's more important to have someone with the more professional aspect. singers than actors and again broadway would be perfect because they know how to act they know how to sing sorry emma watson but not the best singer yeah, that was there's auto-tune so i'm so we that have that one. we have that example where you have a very well-known actress not the best singer or you could have Halle bailey which we haven't seen the little mermaid remake yet but she's more of a well-known singer than an actress so you can compare those two and, you know, I don't know what which direction they're going to go in for Hercules. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, so... There's you're, definitely going to be a debate when they announce the casting. Oh my gosh, it's, it's going to be a big day. It's going to be a big day. Um, you ready for trivia? I guess so. You guess so. So I have five questions for you. Some... On the easier side, some more difficult. First question, what trait does Hercules inherit from his dad? I feel strength for some reason. I'll give you a hint. He inherits his mother's beautiful eyes, and then Zeus says he's inherited his father's strength. I'm guessing. I don't... I'm just Strong, strong chin. So kind of strength, but in the chin. Because yeah. <laughs> when he first... um meets up with statue Zeus. He's like, oh, wow, you have your mother's beautiful eyes and my strong chin. Oh, my gosh. Okay, this is... Although you didn't get this one, this one's more difficult. I think... What is the name of Hercules' family donkey? Oh, my gosh, Katie. <laughs> I have no idea. It's gonna be something It weird. starts with a P. I don't... You giving up? Yeah. Penelope. <laughs> yep. Wow. It's okay. It's okay. Okay. Next question. Ancient Greece previously appeared in which Disney movie? Before Hercules. Tough one? No, I'm trying to think. Okay. I'll give you a hint. It would be in the Disney Renaissance because I can't think of any other. Yes, it is in the Disney Renaissance. That was going to be my hint for you. (laughs) So think of the movies that came out before Hercules but are in the Disney Renaissance era. Which one would have ancient greece appear in it and it doesn't mean it's a huge plot point it could be like a blink and you'll miss it thing there's only like five before hercules so yep do you know when it's when they're on the carpet yep they fly over ancient greece while they're on their magic carpet ride but in reality they will be fall off the carpet if they actually did that like like, people have calculated how fast they would have needed to oh, be Oh, interesting. Going. And they would have fallen off? Yeah. Okay. So I think you're going to get this one. It's pretty easy. How many muses are there? Five. See, I knew you were going to get it. I thought I thought I would sprinkle in an easy one for you. Yeah. Also, speaking of live action, whoever the cast is the muses is going to be very interesting. Yes. Because I think... Do her. Oh, 100%. Oh um, it definitely has, like, that voice 
you would. Yes, Jennifer Hudson could 100% see. I could also see Lizzo. Yeah. Um, Lizzo would be the one with the more, be more sassy. Oh, whenever, yeah, the sassy muse. Yeah. Uh, yes. Um, I feel like, I don't know why, but I feel like the casting of the muses will make or break the movie. Yeah, because cause they start the movie, so. And they end the movie. Yep. Yeah. Um, okay. Fifth and final question. What does Zeus make Pegasus out of? Clouds. Yes. He's made out of a cloud. <laughs> you got three out of five correct. Mm. Good job. Good job. Okay. So let's rate the movie. Do you want to go first? No, you can go first. Okay. So, of course, Hercules is a 10 out of 10 for me. I know I keep doing like 10 out of 10 films, um, but it's one of my favorite Disney movies, one of my favorite movies of all time, one of my comfort movies. I love it so much. I love Because, in fact, I think you have some something relating to Golden Distance in where you live. Huh? Don't you have something relating to go to Distance somewhere? Go the Distance. The song? Yeah, the song. Yeah, don't you have something hanging up? Or I could be I could have missed that. Oh yeah, I have yeah, a music. Yeah, yeah, I have a part of the sheet music for Go the Distance hanging on my wall. Um I also have Beauty and the Beast and Once Upon a Dream. Um yes. I love speaking of Go the Distance, I love that main theme of the movie that you can go the distance and find where you belong. One of the main reasons why I love this movie. But I again, I also remember, like I talked about earlier, I love the humor. I love the jokes. I love the references in the movie. And, you know, they made this movie to contrast the more kind of serious films of Hunchback of Notre Dame and Pocahontas that came out earlier. So they made this more fun, lighthearted film. And I love the lightheartedness of this movie. And so that's why it's a 10 out of 10 for me. How about you? Probably an 8. 8? Okay. Yeah. Why do you, why why would you rank it at eight? It's it's not the first like in a sense movie I would go to watch, but it's probably up there. Mm-hmm. What what is your top Disney Renaissance movie? Mulan, probably. Mulan, okay. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So that was our podcast episode on Hercules. I hope, we hope you enjoyed it. Um, One of my favorite Disney movies. Make sure to rate and review the podcast. Rate us five stars. We would greatly appreciate that. And you can find us on all social media platforms as Film to Screen. And until next time, see you at the movies.